You are listening to the Body Shameless Series Podcast, Episode 4. I am your host, Molly Fitzpatrick, a writer, stylist, and graduate student. The Brave series of this podcast features women that have survived severe eating disorders and are now sharing their stories and giving a voice to women in the midst of a body image battle. These women are on a mission to eradicate the stigma associated with eating disorders by creating support communities and using media in a better way to promote a healthy body image. These women talk about the negative impact of media on body image and why this issue matters. Ask for help. That was the hardest thing for me. And it's amazing. As soon as you mention you're struggling, other people open up, and it mm-hmm. just creates this human like support system all around you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how like, I think that removes that. Like We're only as sick as our secrets, so it removes that whole stigma around it just by being human, being like, I need help. Like I'm really struggling. How can I see this differently? I think the most important lesson is it's not about perfection. Like It's about connection instead of perfection. This week on the podcast, I sit down with Cindy Farns. As the founder of the Body Positive Project and Yoga Recovery Project in Reno, Nevada, Farns is passionate about using yoga and meditation to help more women lead with their heart and giving themselves permission to love their body exactly as it is. Farns talks about the importance of community support and raising awareness about the negative impact media can have on a woman's body image by sharing her voice and what her own personal struggle with the 27-year eating disorder has taught her. My eating disorder actually came about um, because of a couple different issues. But the main thing that I struggled with was not feeling perfect enough. And I equated being perfect with being lovable. And I equated that directly with body image. I I struggled a little bit as a child. I was overweight because I was a gymnast, okay. um, and I had a doctor that told me I was overweight, and I, I interpreted that to be not lovable. And so I just started to strive to be more lovable by restricting my eating. Um, I was definitely anorexic when I was younger, and then it turned into bulimia because I, my body was rebelling against anorexia. And um, so I was watching a TV show, and there was a girl on there that was a bulimic, and I was like, I'll give it a try. And uh, it it was um, a 27-year journey. Um, at one point, I did try and get help, and I was told that I would have it for the rest of my life, yeah. which was very devastating. Um, I can now say that it's been two years, and I am in recovery. But it's been an amazing journey, and I think that just by talking about my, my journey and my process, it just makes it more human, yeah. like, definitely. definitely. My name is Cindy Farns, and I am currently involved in the, the field of recovery. I teach yoga and meditation for people with addiction and disorders, um, primarily alcoholism, drug addiction, and eating disorders, or body image as well. I have a couple different programs I run. One of them is called Y12SR. It's yoga for 12-step recovery. Um, it's open to any 12-step program. And then I also run a program called Eat, Breathe, Thrive, which is um, an organization, part of the Give Back Foundation, and off of, also Off the Mat, which is a nonprofit. Both of them are nonprofits. And um, so the Ebre Thrive Project works with um, individuals specifically to help them with self-esteem and body image. Okay. Um, and then the Body Positive Project came about after I was in recovery. 
um, I was getting out and I needed to kind of find a place with more support. So I just created the Body Positive Project in order to find other people, other individuals that could build a community to help support each other through, um, through body awareness and body love. So part of my process I've discovered is the one thing that held me back from getting any help with my eating disorder um, and also alcoholism was guilt and shame. So part of my recovery is actually sharing my story because I hope to inspire others to talk about their struggles um, and realize that we all have problems. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And just to kind of remove the guilt and the shame that goes along with eating disorders, Addiction and alcoholism is very in the public, but a lot of people are still not talking about eating disorders, and um, it's a very private, very shameful thing. So mm -hmm. in order to remove that shame, I just own it and just talk about it and, mm -hmm. you know, and help others through that mm -hmm. just by being human. I think that, that there is there's a whole lot of women that are in their 30s and 40s that have eating disorders that won't admit it because... The face of an eating disorder is usually college-age girls, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. College and high school. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of those women that don't get help when they're in college and high school, they continue on with that pattern until it can, I mean, it can kill them and mm -hmm. destroy their lives. Right. Um, and also, I think women develop eating disorders after going through um, motherhood. And um, it's, it's just a really tough struggle. And so there isn't enough awareness of it. I will, I'll speak about the part of... Um, of the body image um, with specifically older women, mm -hmm. um, I think that it plays a huge role because there's like there's so many cosmetic products out there to make you look younger mm -hmm. and youthful. I mean, from even like your hair, like there's like youthful shampoo, right? Mm -hmm. So your hair will be bouncy, and <laughs> like it's just a it's ridiculous the amount of money that's spent and advertising that's spent on trying to look young and youthful, mm -hmm. um, and also. With social image, like um, there's a huge part of the yoga field where these people are doing these crazy moves and all this stuff, and it's you know glamorized. They're all in swimsuits on the beach, right? right? And I think that that is actually not helpful to people that could actually benefit um, from the practice of yoga because that's not what yoga is about. Yoga is about union, mm -hmm. and I found that yoga is a huge part of recovery. Um, people ask, "What are you recovering?" And it, for me, it was the way I view it: it's recovery of yourself. So you have to reconnect with yourself. And there's a lot that can be done through yoga, reconnecting to yourself. And it's not about what the pose looks like. It's about who you are when you get into that pose. Right. So it's fascinating just the amount of media that puts puts the, the idealism into what people should look like rather than how they should feel. There's so much associated with, um, with looking a certain way in order to be lovable. Mm -hmm. um, I love the Dove campaign because it does show, like I think at one point they did a picture of women that were all the same weight, but they all looked so differently. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there should be more media about that as far as, like, it doesn't matter what the number is. In mm -hmm. fact, a number is just a number. It doesn't have anything to do with your self-worth. I had mentioned earlier that I thought Gap did a good good mm -hmm. job because they do have various sizes um, and shapes and models. Um, Dove absolutely mm -hmm. does a fantastic job. Right. Um those are the only two that I can really think of. Okay. Um, and to speak about the, the part of the fashion industry, part of when I was really deep in my eating disorder as a teenager, I had my walls postered with fashion magazine models. Mm. And that was my ideal. Um, and it's just a really unrealistic idea because a lot of people don't realize those people have all been photoshopped. Mm -hmm. yeah. like they've been stretched right. out. They've been you know contoured. Victoria's Secret of all, 
all like companies <laughs> actually does a pretty good job okay. on their plus models. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that we're going to see more of that because I think that the majority of the campaigns are geared, of course, towards financial like mm-hmm. benefit, right? Right. But they're realizing that the population of people mm-hmm. is actually there's more people that are more plus sized than people that are super, you know, the the abnormal thin. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that they're actually realizing that there is a huge market there mm-hmm. that they're missing by excluding those people. Mm-hmm. So I do see in the future that there'll be a lot more variety mm-hmm. because unfortunately it's financially driven, right. but it's going to benefit society in the long run. So yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking is going to mm-hmm. happen. I love the campaigns that, that do things with women that are not the normal, mm-hmm. like that that I shouldn't say not the normal, not the normal social media, but when they actually take someone who is very different looking Mm -hmm. and they just, they glamorize that Mm -hmm. because I think that our differences are what make us more attractive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would love to see more of that, like just showing different sizes, different people, you know, just doing different things. Like there's there's some great movement in the yoga field as far as um, plus size people just doing um, like amazing moves. And it just, it goes to show that um, it's not about how, it's not about what you look like. Don't let that limit you. Mm -hmm. Um, So as far as campaigning goes, like I think variety, just more variety of all different races, all different shapes, all different sizes, and just... Mm-hmm. So um, a little bit about like the Body Positive Project. Um, I've done a couple things with that. I've done um, exercises with mindful eating just to teach people different skills um, to help them to just to realize like that life is supposed to be fun and mm-hmm. supposed to be joyful and there's different ways you can do that through eating through movement through just the fact of like breathing mm-hmm. like exercises and things like that so we've done meditations we've done vision boards um and just kind of letting people lead with their heart um and know that it's okay like that you're worthy just as you are not not because you look a certain way mm-hmm. but the interesting thing i've learned about through my recovery is the more vulnerable you are like i always had thought that you have to be perfect for people to like you. Mm-hmm. And then I couldn't figure out why no one would like me. It's because they wouldn't connect with me because mm-hmm. I had this image, right? Mm-hmm. But the more vulnerable that I've been and the more real that I've become, mm-hmm. the more people I have, like close friends, and the more like the more connection you have with people because they can relate to that. Right. So I try and lead by example just by being super open and honest about what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And I think that really does help other people it gives them the permission to be themselves Mm -hmm. and I think that's the biggest part with the body um, positive project is just giving people permission to be themselves and realize that you're perfect just like as you are Mm -hmm. Um, and then the eat breathe thrive program that I do is part of the yoga recovery project Mm -hmm. Um, so with that we actually do certain exercises we look at social media and what are the messages we receive Hmm. And there's been a lot of research done, for instance, like on shaving. Like, why do we shave? Uh-huh. Um, and originally, that was just a company concept. Right. Like, this company came up with the idea of men shaving, and then they thought, oh, we could probably market this to women, right? Uh-huh. And then, believe it or not, it, it took off with the porn industry. And that's how a lot of the social media um, has influenced shaving. And now you see women that there's, like, no hair. The more that became the ideal, right? And it was fueled by that. And then the more people got into watching like pornography, it's just bizarre. But huh. um, so through through the um, the Ebre Thrive, we teach people to look at like to question yeah. like, is this financially motivated? Like this campaign, mm-hmm. like is it going to actually make me feel? 
better on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we do things, um, we do a service project to get them involved in community. Okay. Um, because I think community is huge as far as people feeling accepted and finding their community. Um, and we do things, a lot of, a lot of self-talk, mm-hmm. like kind of reparenting yourself. Oh, okay. Like you write a letter to your body and apologize to your body for what you might have done that was not so loving. And just teach people how to love themselves yeah. rather than being so critical. And I always just tell people stay curious rather than judgmental. Like when you have thoughts come up, like watch the thoughts, right. um, things like that. So we do different exercises through the Eat, Breathe, Thrive that just help people to kind of find more serenity and peace in, in their being. Mm-hmm. And I found that no matter what's going on on the outside of the body, like usually it's linked to the inside. Mm-hmm. So you have to change from the inside in order to transform on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's not about going on a diet. It's not about doing a fast, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not changing the inside of you. A lot of women that I deal with, they actually, it's control. Mm, okay. Like feeling like they're out of control. And that's when mm. the eating disorders, a lot of eating disorders start because of lack of control. Okay. Um, and it's self-esteem, like self-worth. Um, so, I mean, there's two different things going on there. I think that ultimately it just comes down to, like, we don't teach people how to, p- teach people how to love themselves. Mm. I think the most important lesson is that it's not about perfection. Mm. Like, it's about connection instead of perfection. Connection to yourself and connection to others. It's amazing. As soon as you mention you're struggling, other people open up, and mm-hmm. it just creates this human like support system all around you, mm-hmm. and and that's how like I think that removes that like we're only as sick as our secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it removes that whole stigma around it just by being human, being like I need help, like I'm really struggling. How can I see this differently? The truth, the truth does set you free. For more information on Cindy Farns. You can find her on LinkedIn, visit theyogarecoveryproject.com, or check out the Eat, Breathe, Thrive Foundation website and the Y12SR website. This podcast is powered by Relatable Magazine, an inclusive magazine and online support community showcasing stories about a variety of women that have survived eating disorders, are breaking the boundaries of disability, and have dealt with body shaming. Relatable is passionate about giving a voice to women struggling with body image issues and using media in a new way to represent all body types, promoting body positivity, and giving a voice to the body image issues all women can relate to. Relatable hopes that you will share your voice and tell your story, because beauty is limitless, brave, and body shameless. Thank you for listening. 